0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 97 of Be With Me. We're in Mark chapter 2, and we're going to hear a story about a paralyzed man, and that's something extremely external. And then we're going to find out about his internal problem as well as your internal problem, and it's so unpalatable you can't even believe it. So the story sets up with a guy, a paralyzed guy, who has four friends from a different town that drag him to Capernaum where Jesus is. Jesus is preaching, the room is crowded, the doorway's too clogged, and they get up. First of all, they get up on the roof, God bless them. Then they make an opening. Then they, let, they bring the guy up there. They let him down, and they find a way to put this guy in front of Jesus. It's a very physically dramatic story because the guy is is uh is paralyzed and he's got four you know courageous faithful friends that drag him right up in in front of uh in front of Jesus. It's just a great story of Christian fellowship and community. All right. so he has this incredible visible need. that is he's paralyzed and then Jesus essentially ignores it. so listen to listen to the first part of the story. They're gathered together. This is two two. Uh, So there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near because of the crowd, they removed the roof of a house that they didn't own, by the way, above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And then here's the verse for today. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your Sins are forgiven. So the title of today is this person's your in Jesus names the invisible real need, which is sin, and he names it and he calls it. And he kind of like, at least for this part of the story, he ignores the visible perceived need. Now we all have perceived needs. You know, we all have needs. It's like, hey, I got money problems, I got work problems, I got housing issues. I've got the, the, this problem with my health. Uh, I've got this relational problem uh, or school, or i got problems with my children or aging. Well, this guy sort of has the trump card of problems, at least visibly, which is he's paralyzed. And he's, uh, you know, it's it's something that every single person that runs across him sees. Now, all the problems that I've listed, except for sin, Money, work, housing, they're all problems that are going to go away. You've heard the term, the phrase, this too will pass. Even his paralysis, he's going to get a new body, he's going to get a heavenly body, and what he does with. You know, where he goes with it is a a different matter. But nobody's going to care in 100 years what school you go to or whether your knee had arthritis. All those things are going to be forgotten. What is not going to be forgotten, something that's going to stay with us until the next life is, and you don't want to hear this, nobody does, they didn't in the story and you don't either, which is our sin. It's our invisible, real problem. And that the problem with the story... Where this goes from here is Jesus names sort of the elephant in the room, and then uh, it assumes so many things as in who can forgive but God alone. They ask this question in in, in a little bit, but the problem is there's an offense. So to say that there's sin says that there is an offense and that there's a code, that there's a right and wrong versus saying, hey, you're okay, everything's fine. In other words, Jesus is claiming that there's a standard that the paralyzed guy, the poor paralyzed guy that we're supposed to externally have compassion on, he does something wrong and it's not forgotten. It's as if he and everybody else, I'm not throwing him under the bus, steps in poo and it's on the bottom of your shoe forever and it never never goes goes away and so what Jesus is saying by using the word sin is that there is sin and it is ultimately against God of course it's against our neighbor and Jesus knows and sees, it reminds me of the woman at the well we just talked about a couple days ago. Jesus says, I know your sexual history and I know it accurately. I know every word, every action, every sloth, every greed, every, every dishonesty. And imagine all these sins that Jesus has to eventually bear on the cross. So the the what he what he's saying by using the word sin, just introducing the word sin, is that he, Jesus, is the offendee. Now we try to get around this and we say, oh, there is no there is no sin, there is no God, so there is no offendee. That's one way around. Or everything's okay, I'm okay, and then there is no offense, or there is no standard, whatever you do is fine, whatever I do is fine. Or there's no punishment. There's no hell. So there's kind of like four ways we get around this, the, the sin problem in our in our minds. But Jesus is just calling a sin, a sin here. And it's as if he's saying, hey, you, Mr. Paralyzed Guy, is you have offended me. Uh, you are an offender. There's been a violation. You have a debt to me, and that needs to be taken care of. In other words, Jesus says, hey, there's an elephant in the room, even just by mentioning it. And though impressive on the outside, your paralysis is not your real problem. Your real problem is a sin problem that lasts forever, even into the next life, and it is offensive to God. And then Jesus just blows everything out of the water, says, says your, sin, your sins, plural, are forgiven. Wait a minute. You just got done telling me that there's this huge elephant in the room, and you're telling me that poof, it can just go away, and that somebody has the power that there's a person that has the power to take this persistent problem that, that is scheduled to last even into the next eon, and you can just poof make it go away. You have that kind of power. You, you have the power to make my history, my sinful history, disappear as if there's no offense. So you can take my invisible real need, show it to me, and then make it disappear? What kind of a magician is this? And, and eventually you're gonna, we're going to see here, these people are basically going to say, hey, wait a minute, I want my elephant back. I want my sin back. You can't do this. You can't make this elephant disappear. But the, what Jesus does today, at least, is he shows everybody the elephant that, and mentions it. He mentions the elephant in the room. We'll get to tomorrow, what he does with this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for seeing the the offense of the elephant in the room and this guy's real, invisible need that he becomes visible. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.